We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always, and today we're going to be recapping week three action in the NFL. A lot of great games this weekend, a lot of surprising upsets and not so surprising upsets. Um, just a lot of action to, get to talk about, and let's just get right into it. What's going on, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Uh, you already know it was a, another great week of football. Um, not much more to be said than that. Um, tough week for my team, tough week for Alex's team, you know, but we'll get into all that. So let's do it. Yeah, starting off, we'll uh, talk about the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to New England to play Cam Newton and the Patriots. Uh, the, the Patriots were six-point favorites. Um, in the, and when we were picking our spread picks, I picked the Raiders to cover. I thought the Patriots were going to win, but I, I didn't think it would be as dominating of a performance as it was. I guess I gave the Raiders a little bit too much credit after beating Seattle – or not Seattle, New Orleans um, – but with that said, the Patriots won 36-20. to 20. Chris picked the Patriots to cover the six points. He was right about that, uh, no doubt. Cam Newton looked great. The offense is really looking solid. Derek Carr wasn't terrible, but uh, Josh Jacobs only had 71 yards. But he did average four, four yards a carry, so I'm not sure why he didn't get the ball more. As far as receiving goes, um, what's his name? Henry Ruggs. Wasn't wasn't playing. He was hurt. They also didn't have uh, their other starting receiver. He was hurt, so they were they were really hurting offensively, receiving wise. They shut down Darren Waller. He only had two catches for nine yards, and he's probably he was the number one target going in. And whenever you shut down a number one target like that, it's it's tough. Hunter Renfro stepped up for the Raiders, but outside of that, there wasn't much. Uh, they were really struggling offensively and defensively. They couldn't stop this rushing game. Cam Newton only threw the ball for 162 yards, but Sony Michelle nine nine carries, 117 yards on the ground. Rex Burkhead was huge at the goal line and in the receiving game. Cam Newton had 27 yards. They were just doing whatever they wanted in the ground game. Like I said, they didn't really throw the ball too often, and they just they shut down the Raiders. So kudos to them, kudos to the Patriots, and it was just a stereotypical really good win for this New England team under Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. You know, this looks like same old well-oiled machine Patriots. Uh, you know, we saw Waller come out against the Saints, have a huge game. And, yep. you know, we knew going in, Bill Belichick, he's going to take away your best option. And, you know, that being Waller completely took that away. And, you know, the Raiders didn't really have an answer for it. And then, you know, offensively, they – Patriots realized that the Raiders couldn't stop their run game and just continued to pound them all game. Uh, Sony Michelle had his first good game and who knows how long. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people in fantasy, he's, he's probably even on the waiver wire. But, um, yeah, he went off for 117. And, you know, Rex Burkhead is just, just typical Patriots, you know, just using anybody who, uh, you know, whoever that matchup, against that specific team dictates that's who Bill Belichick's going to use. 
Uh, he uses his whole 53-man roster better than anyone I've ever seen. So, yeah, typical Patriots. Absolutely. I don't, have, I don't have much else to say other than it's just the Patriots doing their thing. And, yeah, so we can move on. Um, staying in the AFC East, the Los Angeles Rams traveled to Buffalo to play the Bills. Now, this was probably the best game of the week uh, in terms of the final score and what, what exactly happened in the game. This, this game reminded me of a basketball game simply because it was a game of two runs. The Bills went up 28-3. to three. They were up 21 to three at halftime and in, in the third quarter, they went down, they got the ball after halftime, they scored again. So they were up 28 to three. And then here come Sean McVay led Rams with Jared Goff throwing and Aaron Donald wrecking havoc on Josh Allen in the second half. Um, they ended up coming back. They took the lead. They were up 32, 28 with like, I believe it was three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then Josh Allen came and saved, saved the day, saved the comeback. Uh, they, it was a really questionable call. I don't know if you saw it, Chris, but there, there was, it was fourth. like oh, The pass interference. Yeah. It was fourth and eight or something like that. And they were in the red zone. Uh, it was really questionable pass interference call against the Rams. Um, ended up winning pretty much winning the bills of the game because once you go, once they got the first down inside the 10 you knew that they were going to come up with something and they had this perfect mesh concept uh man to man they're just they let their guy just get open just run across the field just outrun his defender and josh allen put it perfectly in his in his in his chest to to win the game and score a touchdown with less than 20 seconds left so but Anyway, Josh Allen, he just continues to kill it, man. He didn't, he didn't come in, uh, he didn't come into the season throwing for a 300-yard game ever in his career, and he's thrown three already this year. Three for three. Three for three. Um, they didn't have Stephon Diggs didn't do what he did the past couple games. But he did. He still had four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown, so it was solid. He probably had Jalen Ramsey on him. I'm, I didn't watch. I wasn't able to watch the whole game. I just watched the end. Uh, but Cole Beasley did his thing in the slot, just being that slot receiver that he's always been. Six for 100. The run game wasn't the best. Um, Devin Singletary had 13 for 71, which is okay. But uh, other than that, there wasn't much in the ground game. So Josh Allen really led the way, and. You got, but you got to give credit to the Rams for not for not giving up and for getting back in the game. Aaron Donald forced two turnovers there at the end. He just continues to show why he's by far the best overall football player in the league. I think um, some some might argue Patrick Mahomes, which is a very good argument, but for me, I think it's just overall as a football player who makes the biggest difference at any given moment. It's Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, but. You got to give the Rams credit here. I don't want to go on too too long, but this was just my favorite game of the week to watch, for sure. Yeah, um, this game was very interesting. I felt like you know, Bills got up twenty eight to three, like you said. You know, we all, well, at least I thought it was over. I did. 100%. Um, I didn't think the Bills were you know any any way, shape, or form like the Atlanta Falcons, but they tried to pull in Atlanta Falcons. I will say that. Um, Josh Allen, even though he, you know, he was very good in this game, he had a couple bad moments. Um, you know, I know, you know, fumbles happen to quarterbacks, but that was just, that was 
just kind of embarrassing. I know it was Aaron Donald, but I don't know. I think, you know, he's a big, strong guy. He's, he's seen him coming. He should have been able to hold on to the football. But anyways, you know, that kind of let him back in the game. Uh, but credit to him. You know, he didn't let the two turnovers he had uh, shake him at all. He went right back down the field and, you know, put, a, put the ball in the end zone, did exactly what he needed to do to win the game. So, yeah, he's, he's been playing great, um, way better than I think anybody expected. Uh, that's a given. Um, but uh, speaking to the pass interference call, I, I don't necessarily know if it was pass interference, but it was definitely illegal contact. And, I mean, people say, you know, you don't call that at the end of the game, but it was illegal contact, and I yeah. thought it was very obvious. And, you know, you have to call, you have to call the flag because it impeded the receiver from being able to make a play on the football. And, you know, it was past five yards. So I know Rams fans aren't complaining about pe- questionable pass interference calls because, <laughs> you know, y'all got to the Super Bowl off of one. So I think y'all, y'all, y'all be all right. But – um. Yeah, this Bills team, like we thought coming in, you know, it's a very good football team, especially if Josh Allen's going to play like this. Um, they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, so that's my main takeaway from the Bills. Um, on the Rams side of the ball, like you summed it up with Aaron Donald. I don't really have to say too much more. We all know Aaron Donald is a dominant defensive player, one of the best defensive players of this era. Um, so, yeah, but uh, – the receiving options, you know, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they came through. Um, Cooper Cup with nine catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown, which is good because, you know, he had been kind of kind of shaky the first couple weeks. And then, you know, Robert Woods usually always consistent with his five for 74 and a touchdown. So that was good to see for them. Um, what I was really watching for in this game, you know, just in terms of, you know, fantasy perspective because, you know, that's what I do this time of year. Uh I was tuning in to see what the running back snaps were going to be like, you know, with Cam Akers out and Daryl Henderson Jr. Uh, took over the backfield. Yep. Had 20 carries for 114 and a touchdown. He was great. Uh, let me see. I think he also had – he just had one catch for six yards. But he looked really good on the ground, um, especially compared to Malcolm Brown, seven for 19. So, yeah, he's probably going to be the guy moving forward, at least for next week, you know could completely flip-flop, go back. Uh, I think McVay's still trying to play the hot hand there. So that was good to see, you know, if you if you wanted some clarity in this backfield, um, at least you got a little bit for, for – at least for this week. We'll see what happens next week. But, yeah, you know, the Rams, I got to say, you know, they're a better football team than I expected them to be. Yeah. Uh, you As you remember, you know, I picked them to come in last in the division, which yeah. – it's still a possibility. It's still possible, you know, yeah. All the all the teams in the division are two and one, and then you got the um the Seahawks at three and zero. Oh, so, you know, two and one is in that division is you know you're just par for the course right now. So, but yeah, they've definitely surprised me. Um, and we'll see we'll see what happens moving forward. You know, McVay, I still think he's a good coach. You know, a lot of people have cooled on him, but you know, I just don't think he has had the the talent these last couple of years that he had when he first got there. So, those are my takeaways from this game. Yeah, moving on, the Texans traveled to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, the, the Texans had arguably the hardest schedule to start the season, starting with the Chiefs, the Ravens, and now Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers were four-point favorites. We both picked them. Oh, wait, before we talk about this game, 
too in-depthly. We didn't talk about the spread about the last game. The Bills are two-and-a-half favorites, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Both Chris and I picked the Bills as two-and-a-half-point favorites. We barely got it, but we got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, the, the, the Texans or the Steelers were four-point favorites against the Texans. We both picked the Steelers. I didn't expect it to be as close as it was. I think the Steelers needed a fourth-quarter touchdown to make it a seven-point game. Um, and they had to go for two to make it a seven-point game. So, yeah, it was it was a lot closer than I thought. But, you know, in the end, I just don't think this Texans team is good enough right now to beat teams of this caliber. Maybe, you know, they'll beat they'll beat the bottom of the pack, the bottom of the league teams like Jacksonville, Miami and all those all those other teams. But obviously the Jets are in that same tier. Um, But these teams that are playoff caliber teams, I don't think the Texans can beat them. So uh, with that said, yeah, the Steelers moved to three and oh. I thought they were going to be much improved. Their defense isn't playing as dominantly as I thought they would, but they're still getting the job done. And the Texans are just there for a long season. Yeah. um, I was very surprised, you know, I was flipping between the Washington game and red zone. So, uh, you know, I went over and the Texans were up 14 to three in the second quarter there. Mm -hmm. And even into the into the fourth quarter, I think they were, they held a one point lead, twenty one to twenty. So you know they played a pretty solid game. Um, it's about as good as I I could have expected out of them. Uh, I just I just want to say I feel really bad for Deshaun Watson. Um, it 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 sucks what what, what Bill O'Brien's done to him, uh, trading away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, every time we talk about this team, I'm probably going to harp on that because it's just – You have to. It's the worst trade. You know, I'm 25 years old. Uh, It's the worst trade of my my lifetime. You know, um, I've I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Yeah, the guy guy they traded away to get him only had 13 carries for 23 yards. Yeah, he doesn't – (laughs) yeah. I was going to say, first of all, you you wouldn't trade a top wide receiver for a top running back. So – you definitely aren't going to trade a top wide receiver for a running back who is we all thought was washed up already. Right. Like, it was, it, it was just unbelievable. But you know, with that being said, um, Randall Cobb had a solid game, I guess. Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> Four for 95 and touchdown, you know, he, yeah. he wasn't too bad. Phil, Fuller caught a touchdown, only 54 yards though, four catches. Uh, it's just going to be a struggle all year. Um, it, it might get a little better. Like you said, they played three of the best teams in the league. So you got to cut them some slack. But at the end of the day, you know, you are what your record says you are. And mm-hmm. so 0-3 football team this is exactly where I thought they would be. Um, I just, you know, they will definitely win some games. Don't get me wrong. But this, um, yeah, it's just going to be a rough season. Like I said, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson, you know. But um, yeah, uh, Steelers though, yeah, well-oiled machine. Big Ben is looking looking good, man. Yeah, their run game in each in each game they've won the first three games. They, their run game has looked really good. Uh, it, whether it was James Conner or Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels uh, getting getting the work, or Anthony McFarland, I see here as well. James Conner had 18 for 109, averaging six six per, six point one per carry and a touchdown. I mean that's. That's all you would want from your starting running back, and if you need if you need to give him the ball more, you you, you should. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't terrible, twenty three for thirty six, two thirty seven and two. So their offense is a well oiled machine too. 
Uh, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm honestly a little bit concerned about their defense. I'm not sure why they're giving up this many points to offenses who aren't the best. I mean, I know Deshaun Watson is, is a really good quarterback, but, um, you know, they shut down the run game completely. They only had like, the Texans had like 30 yards rushing. So, but with that said, um, I'm a little concerned about the Steelers defense, but they're, they're going to make the playoffs, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really concerned at all, you know, Second half, I think I think the Texans kind of came out and shocked them a little bit. Uh, I think that you know they kind of took them a little lightly, which you know that's probably not a good thing. But uh, you know, second half they they sh- they pitched a shutout and you know they locked in. So yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the defense at all. I think you know I think this is going to be a great division race between them and the Ravens. Yeah, for sure. And maybe the Browns get hot. They probably won't, but you never know. We'll talk about them later. Hey, first time being over 500 in like five years. <laughs> Wait, is it really? Yeah, I think they said it was 2015 or tw- – I can't remember if it was 2015 or 2016. Mm. I, you know, the commentators kept harping on it and playing against those. Mm. So. Anyway, yeah. Um, the 49ers traveled to New Jersey to play the New York football giants. And <laughs> me and my infinite wisdom – thought that Nick Mullins being in there would would slow down this 49ers offense and that definitely did not happen uh I the 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 49ers were four point favorites on the road Chris picked the 49ers to cover I did not I thought the Giants were going to keep it a close game because they showed some heart last week but that was against a very fraudulent Bears team not against a team that made it to the NFC championship or made it to the Super Bowl I'm sorry um yeah, but anyway, the final score was 36 to 9. And the 49ers just look fantastic. Their offense, Kyle Shanahan is so so good. Um yeah, Shanahan beast, beast of a coach, man. Sad sad he uh left the Washington football team along with McVay and Matt LaFleur. But hey, hey, let's let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, just, you know, the run game, it wasn't even really there. Um, 35 carries as a team for only 93 yards. They did have three rushing touchdowns. But, um, you know, this was a Nick Mullins game. 25-36 uh, for 343 and a touchdown. No picks. Didn't turn the ball over at all. Um, Nick Mullins is... I'm not going to say he's a good quarterback or anything, but, you know, he's a solid backup to have. You know, we've seen when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, I think that was two years ago. Yeah, He came in, and he he wasn't terrible. You know, they won some football games. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely a solid backup to have, I think. Yeah, um, especially against teams like – teams in the NFC East, he's great to, to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Giants, man, um, yeah, it's not going to be very good for them. Um, Especially without Saquon, it's just another tank year for them. Yeah, they yeah. Let's talk about that. Without Saquon, they had sixty six rushing yards, and forty nine of those came from Daniel Jones. <laughs> so, if you yeah, do they, the math, you know the rest of the team had seventeen total rushing yards. Wow, it's just awful. It's just awful. Um, you know, I don't put that on the running backs. This offensive line is horrible. Yeah. Uh. Which is, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't been good, but like I said, 
you know, I don't really put that on him either. I, this offensive bad, line is really bad. Like, just a bad football team. They're horrible. They've got to be right there with Jets as the worst team in the league. Yeah, and then, you know, the defense is, is equally bad. Uh, right. They're, yeah, they're definitely in contention for that number one pick again. You know, yeah. where they picked four last year. So, yeah, another down year for them. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have to harp too much on this game. It's just that Giants are terrible. If 49ers are still really good. And that's yeah, it's, even it, even with all the injuries, they're still really good. So and it just sucks, you know, that like I can't get a fair evaluation of Daniel Jones just because the team around him is so bad that it's like right. it's unfair to him to just be like, you know, he's not playing good, he's bad. But like right. so yeah. Yeah, moving on, the Tennessee Titans traveled up to Minnesota to play the Vikings. This was a lot closer game than I thought. A lot more points were scored than I than I thought would be. Um before I talk about the score, well, the, the, the Titans were, were two-and-a-half-point favorites going on the road. It's probably because of that, that dreadful performance the Vikings just put up against Indianapolis. Um, so we, and Chris and I both picked the Titans to cover. They won the game by one point, so they didn't cover. And <laughs> it's a little unfortunate if you were to bet that, that scenario, just to miss it by one. But uh, – yeah, the Titans, right, our process was right, you know. So yeah, you know, I, I don't really take that one as too much of an L. But the Titans, they were struggling at first. Uh, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings looks like a dog. He looks like that dude. He looks like at least in this game, he looked like he could definitely be Stephon Diggs' replacement, like they drafted him to be. Um, Derrick Henry for the Titans, twenty-six carries, one hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's just what Derrick Henry does. That's what you expect him to do. Tannehill had 321 yards, but he didn't. He did have an interception with no with no touchdowns. Uh, so they, it looks like they just had a lot of field goals with the two touchdowns. I like I, I wasn't able to watch the game. I was just keeping up with the score, and I just noticed Justin Jefferson go crazy, and Dalvin Cook went crazy too. 22 carries, 181 yards, a touchdown. Um, Kirk Cousins, two interceptions, one is just. That's just what Kirk Cousins does now, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great game from what I understand. And the Titans pulled it out at the end with that late, late field goal. So that's what good, that's what the, the good teams in the league do. They got to the AFC Championship last year for a reason. They pull out these close games. I think I, think I heard or read that they're, they are 3-0, and and all three of those wins have a combined win, win total. The, the point spread uh, is like seven they've outscored their opponents by or some or like six or some, some crazy. Uh, they, they're squeaking out these games, but you know, if that's, if that's how they're going to win, then whatever it's a, a W is a W. So kudos to them for winning. Uh, Vikings are 0 three, no chance of making the playoffs now for me. So it's, it's uh, I just, I did, you know, I like to gloat a little bit, but uh, did, did you pick them to win the division? I, I did. I did. All right. I, I just wanted to get that out there. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, like you said about the Titans winning these close games, um, that's how I see a lot of their games going, just because of how they play football. You know, this is a team that's going to lean on Derrick Henry in the run game. So, you know, a lot of times that's not going to be what puts up big points. You know, they did put up 31 in this game just by necessity. But I think, you know, Tennessee Titans win or lose, they're going to have a lot of close games this year. And like you said, that's what the good teams do is they win close games. So 
I think they're a pretty good team. So yeah. we'll see how it goes down the, down the stretch. Um, you know, it's the formula they're going to have to keep going to. Derrick Henry, keep yeah. pounding the ball. Ryan Tannehill, like I said, like I've always said, you know, he's solid quarterback, but he's not. You know, he's not going to put the team on the back on his back and win games. He he can, might he might be able to do that every now and then. He might get hot, but you know, it's going to be Derrick Henry or bust for this team. And Absolutely. Then, and then yeah, and on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, I haven't watched any of the games really, so I don't know you know, how the offensive line is protecting for Cousins or anything like that. But I do know, you know, they're, they're run blocking. You know, they ran for 226 yards in this game. So there's that um, six yard, 6.8 yards to carry. So I guess they were pretty good in the run game. So I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think I said it last week, he, he's stealing money. Um, he, he should not be making that much money. Man. Uh, he, he he finessed the league and you know kudos to him for doing it you know i'm not mad yeah. at him for for taking yeah. a contract we all would have done his the agent. same thing yeah his yeah. Agent. yeah his agent is a genius you know he bet on himself when he was back with with washington football team and you know it paid off kind of like what dak prescott's doing now uh, I, I think dak prescott's a way better quarterback but yeah kirk cousins is who we all thought he was all along um and it, it it's sad i think i I don't know, you know, I think this is the last year on his contract maybe, so there's that. You know, maybe they can move on from him. But It was a three years, so, yeah, this is the third year. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they're going to have to – the main problem isn't even Kirk Cousins, though, honestly. It's the defense. They're just they're just bleeding points. Just everybody yeah, is are. just – They're struggling. Just, yeah, they're just going to town on this defense. Um, yep. And I think it has a lot to do with – the nose tackle, his his name right now is escaping Michael me. Michael Pierce. Yep, there we go. Michael Pierce opting out before the season, and just that that anchor on the defensive line not being there has really, really hurt this team. Absolutely, man. It was it was bad, or it's been bad so far. But uh, moving on, we'll talk about your team now, the Washington Football Team. <laughs> Do we have to <laughs> traveled to Cleveland, played the Browns. The Browns are seven-point favorites on the at home. I picked the Browns. Chris picked the football team, probably out of fandom. Uh, Definite homer pick and 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 hope and optimism, which is commendable because I do the same thing all the time. But uh, uh, yeah, the the Browns won thirty-four to twenty. It was a tie game in the third quarter, and then the Browns scored. Or no, it wasn't a tie game, but the Browns scored seventeen straight in the fourth and. They won 34-20. Yeah, Washington actually took the lead going yeah. to the fourth. We were up 20-17. to 17. Right. Um, we were in the game. Yeah, they, out, coming out of the second half, you know, they were down 17-7, to 7, and then the, they, they scored 13, and then the Browns just took over. Dwayne Haskins threw three interceptions. Not the best. Uh, 21 for 37, 224 yards and two touchdowns with three interceptions, like I said. The run game didn't really get going too much. Antonio Gibson – I know he fumbled. Um, he only had nine carries for 49 yards. I think he should get more carries if he's going to average five a carry. But when you fumble, you know, coaches lose trust and all that all that stuff. So I can kind of understand it. But if he's going to be your number one back, you need to give him the ball more, in my opinion, and for my fantasy team, please. Um, yeah, we but, need to give somebody the ball more. You know, the run game was working. We only ran yeah. it 22 times. Just yeah. Scott Turner, man. I don't <laughs> I'm not sold on this guy, but we'll see. Yeah, but uh, 
McLaurin had four catches for 83 yards. Uh, he looked pretty good. They caught a terrible pass interference on him, too. I, I just had to throw that out there. He would have been over 100 probably because I think that was at least 17 yards. But, uh, you know, it just, you know, your typical swipe the arm off because, you know, the corner was holding him. And they caught offensive pass interference, and that mm-hmm. was just – that was just how the, how the day was going for us. Yeah, but for the Browns, Baker Mayfield didn't turn the ball over, and that's all he needs to do. He only had 156 yards through the air, but when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield getting over 150 yards combined, you don't need anything else from Baker Mayfield. So uh, that's what that's what we we're gonna that's what we've been saying. What we're gonna keep saying if you have those two guys, you can keep feeding them the ball. Now, Kareem Hunt didn't do the best job with his touches. He had 16 carries for 46 yards. Um, but Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 108 yards, five, five carry, two touchdowns. He was fantastic. So, and Cream Hunt had a receiving touchdown. So those two guys, they're just, they're, they're too versatile. They're, they're too dynamic to not give them touches. And that's exactly what the Browns are doing. And that's what they need to do in order to keep winning games. Um, yeah, I'll let you, uh, talk about your team a little bit since, you know, you're, you're more knowledgeable with them than I am. Yeah. Uh, this game was just perfect uh microcosm of the washington football team throughout the years uh first quarter came out came out blazing you know uh defense was looking good stopping them getting off the field uh offense went down drove down the field haskins was looking great in that first quarter i will say that then the second quarter it just all came crashing down uh haskins was looking uh, staring down receivers and just throwing terrible interceptions, overthrowing guys leading to interceptions. Um, it was bad. It was really bad in the second quarter. Uh, Chase Young got hurt. Uh, he hurt his growing. He's already been ruled out for next week, which is sad because he's one of the only bright spots on this team right now. Um, yeah, so then, yeah, you know, third quarter, though, we came back out 13 nothing in the third quarter, played a great quarter. It was it was going good again. Got I the hope lead. So. Yeah, uh, this is what they do every time, you know. I mean, really like, in. Yeah, they keep they keep you wanting just a little bit more, and then you know, fourth quarter it just uh. all came crashing down again. <laughs> so you know, typical typical Washington team, uh, up and down. Uh, Haskins, like I said, he stared down receivers, and that was very troubling. You know, I'm. I'm on the fence still, you know, I'm still trying to hold out optimism because, you know, he's still young. He doesn't have that many starts under his belt. And, you know, we've seen quarterbacks in the past that haven't started so great. You know, Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman, some of these guys, they they had terrible first years, which is kind of what I'm considering this because he's only, you know, 10, 11 starts in. Yeah. So, so you know, he can, he can rebound, but, you know, just the staring down receiver, you know, it's getting hard to to stay optimistic. That's all I'll say on that. And then, yeah, as far as the rest of this team goes, Terry McLaurin is one of the best receivers in the NFL uh, just to be producing with with the with the ineptitude of the offensive line, the quarterback play, and being the only real receiving option on the team. I'm sure teams are trying to take him away, but he's, he's still good. finding a way. He's really so, good, yeah. Yeah. And then outside of that um, – also, I, I mentioned the Chase Young injury. Matt Ioannidis, who's another good defensive lineman for us, uh, torn biceps. He's out for a season. So the defensive line, which was the strength of this team by far, is is dropping like flies right now. So, you know, next man up. But, yeah, 
it's just, it's it's getting it's getting rough early. Yeah, but we're just, still in first place for now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are one and two first place. Yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the division here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. Last thing I wanted to say though before we go is, um, you know, if you've been watching these last two games, the Redskins have been. It's been two possession games in the fourth quarter uh, with the other team having the ball about seven, eight minutes, whatever. And, yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera just kind of lets them run the clock out. Uh, In my opinion, you know, he gives up on the game a little bit too early. But, you know, his explanation is he's not trying to risk injury. He knows that, you know, he knows where we're at as a franchise. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of unrealistic with with the way Dwayne Haskins was playing in this game that we were going to go down and get two touchdowns anyways, so. Yeah, I'm not too mad. I seen some some Washington fans were really upset about that these last couple of weeks, but yeah, at least you're realistic and <laughs> have your expectations adjusted properly. Um, but yeah, you got anything else for this game before we move on to my my horrible team? Yeah, uh, you know I didn't talk about the Browns at all, but run game, like you said, just dominant. That's what's gonna have to keep, keep all they have forward. to do. Yeah. And I, so on Browns, one more thing: if if they if the Browns or if the team who's playing the Browns end up shuts shutting down uh, the run game, then Baker has to step up and use that arguably top five receiver that he has on that roster. I mean, I don't think he's top five anymore, but he's just not getting used enough, uh, at really to to show that. So, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> On to on to my on to my team now. Uh, I laugh because I don't even want to talk about it again. But I know the feeling. <laughs> the Bengals the Bengals traveled from Cincinnati to Philly to play the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles were five and a half point favorites on the at home. Uh, I, I thought the Eagles were going to turn their season around and start playing better, and they did not do that whatsoever. Um, Chris picked the Bengals to cover the five-point spread. I think he picked the Eagles to win, but he thought it was going to be really close. And it was really close, actually. It was so close that neither team won. Tie at 23. And the way that it happened just ugh, – ugh, just it's just one of the worst feelings. Like, it's not a loss, so you don't feel terrible, but you don't win. And the way that they went down and tied and they, that they settled for the tie, didn't even try and win the game. Right. They got see here I go in overtime. They stopped the Bengals multiple times on defense. Defense did their job. The offense got the ball around the Bengals 40 yard line twice, really close to field goal range. The first time Carson gets sacked on third down, they have to punt. All right, whatever. You pin them deep. Then Bengals punt again. Now with like three minutes left, the Eagles have the ball and they're driving. Zagertz. Carson makes a great throw, one of his only really good throws all day to Zach Ertz over his shoulder, puts him around the 40-yard line. And then they get it to, what, fourth and seven with like 20 seconds left. They were going to attempt a 59-yard field goal with Jake Elliott. He's hit a 61-yarder game winner before, so why not, right? False start on right guard Matt Pryor pushes him back five yards. What do the Eagles decide to do? Try to kick a 64-yarder and break the record? No. Try and throw the ball with Carson Wentz to get the first down? No. They punt. They punt the ball to settle for the tie. When 
when I tell you I was yelling at my TV when I saw the punter come out, I was yelling at my TV. I'll ask this. Uh, which, which option did you want? You wanted the, the field goal or you wanted to throw it up? I wanted to see if Jake could hit it to 64. That's what I was thinking, too. Now, I if think he, he might have been able to hit it. Now, if he missed, the Bengals didn't have any timeouts. They were, like, around the 50-some yard line uh, of the Eagles. Yeah, I think they would have got it on, like, the Eagles, like, 46 yeah. yard line. So, they didn't have any timeouts. They had, they had some yards to travel. So, I think it was worth it. Got to try, man. So, the thing – I have three things that are, that's wrong with the Eagles right now that I want to bring up, and it's the three most important pieces of an NFL team. First thing wrong with the Eagles is the GM, Howie Roseman. Oh, not Howie. Oh, no. I, I know. you guys all loved him. Uh, well, I'm starting to think 2017 was a complete fluke, and here's why. He can't draft. The guys who – Really made, who really made a difference on that 2017 Super Bowl team Chip were, guys, Kelly. were guys that he did not draft. Chip Kelly drafted Zach Ertz. He drafted Lane Johnson. Chip Kelly brought in Malcolm Jenkins in free agency. I mean, there have been some, some guys right in 2017 that made a difference in free agency. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, they were huge. Rodney McLeod was big. He, got, he, brought, he came in the year prior. Brandon Brooks. Best right guard in the league. He came in the year prior. He was our Howie Roseman signing. His draft picks, though, have been atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has not. He has started every single game, his first three games. He doesn't have a catch. He doesn't have a single catch, and he is the second wide receiver on the team. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's why he we He doesn't it. have a catch. <laughs> Chris That's is incredible. There. Chris is over there laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I, we yeah. gotta get we gotta start getting video of these because I I'm over here dying. <laughs> so that's 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 hard to do, man. I feel like if I was out there for three games, eventually, you know, they, they man, might he, just if you if you watch him play, watch him run routes, he is the slowest receiver I've ever seen. He just what what were you thinking drafting him over freaking DK Metcalf? I don't get it. I don't. I anyway. He can't draft. He, he got us Carson Wentz. All right, cool. Thank you. Good job. You won us the Super Bowl. All right? But get, if you're going to stay in the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles, I do not want him picking players anymore. I want him to handle the cap because he's, really done, he's done a great job at that. Other than the Alshon Jeffrey contract. Other than that, he's done a fantastic job. And who knows if Alshon – I was going to say, the more, the more I'm watching this team, I – I think you guys need Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. I think oh, it yeah. might not even be that bad of a contract well, if he can if he can get on the field. He's coming like, back. He's coming back if not this week then then next week. Week five, I think, is the deadline. Or the last day they the last week they said that or week four is the last week he'll miss if he comes back. Um but yeah, anyway, Howie Roseman, I, I will I want you gone, bro. I'm I'm like you thank you for the Super Bowl. Thank you for, for signing those guys that made it a difference. Patrick Robinson, I didn't even mention him. He got the pick six in the NFC championship game that's that that turned that game around. Great job. And Chris Long, he he helps with the pick six. Great job signing those guys, but you can't build a team in free agency because all those guys are terrible now. Um you you need to build a team through drafts as we've as we're seeing right now. You can't draft to save your life. See you later. I don't want you out. I don't want you in there anymore. Doug Peterson. See, Carson Wentz is not even the top two problems right now for me. 
which is a big surprise because he has the worst uh, quarterback rating inside a clean pocket in the league. I was going to say, I think Carson Wentz is the main problem so let me, personally. Let me tell you why. Miles Sanders is averaging five yards a carry this year. Feed him the ball. I don't. He he only had 18 carries last week. I want if if Carson is struggling like he is, I want Miles Sanders to get 25 game, carries a game. It's not that hard. When he's when he's as efficient as he is, give him the ball. Make Carson's life easier. And when you punt it on fourth and 12 in overtime, how the, this is the same guy who wrote a book after who helped write a book after winning the Super Bowl. Want to know what that book was called, Chris? What was it? I actually don't know. <laughs> Fearless. How an, how an underdog becomes a champion. Oh, well, he, he definitely played uh, scared at the end of this one. Yeah. And look. I would have gone for two when uh, Carson Wentz scored that touchdown. That's and what just I was to thinking, too. The just win it. Just win it there. Because you had all three. No, you didn't. Because there was only 19 seconds left. But, but yeah, two, two, I would say two. Two yards, you know, win or lose, I'll, I'll take my yes, chances exactly. on that as opposed to going to overtime. Exactly. Um, and, you know, after 2017, the Eagles offensive staff all got hired by other teams. The, the offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, is now the head coach in Indianapolis. Uh, Mike DiFilippo, who was the quarterback coach at the time, who did a great job with Carson and Nick Foles. He went to the, become the OC in Minnesota. That didn't work out. Went to Jacksonville. That didn't work out. I'm not sure where he's at now. Bring him back, please. Get some, get some help on the offensive staff to help Doug Peterson actually do his job right. Because Press Taylor is the quarterback coach now. He's garbage. He's, uh, clearly, with the way Carson is playing, he's terrible. Now, Carson Wentz, right? Obviously, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now, statistically. QB rating, all that stuff. Turnovers. Question. Is he still better than Dak Prescott? Not right now he's not. Talent-wise, I think he is. But not right now he's not. I'm loving this. This episode is going great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He needs to stop overthinking and stop pressing and get out of his head. Because it's just clear, you know, he has the talent. Like you said said it earlier. He has the talent to be a a top quarterback in the league. We've seen it. Definitely. Now, it doesn't help that he doesn't have any receivers that create any separation. But there was a play in the fourth quarter. When, or in, I think, no, it was an overtime. It was an overtime. They had five wide. Miles Sanders was, out, was split out all the way as the Z receiver. Oh, that was bad. The linebacker, he, he, beat, he just went right by a linebacker on a go route. And Car- he was wide open. He had, like, at least three yards on him. And Carson Wentz just completely missed it. Now, that was the same exact throw that he hit to Nelson Aguilar last year that Nelson Aguilar dropped in Atlanta. Same exact play. So the inconsistency with his accuracy is his biggest issue. And then his decision-making so far this year has been terrible. If it, man, the Eagles, are just, they're, they're, they're a dumpster fire right now. They're, they're, I, don't know what, I don't know what to make of it. I think Howie Roseman is the first one that needs to go because the, the – Lack of depth at the receiving spot, the lack of depth in the offensive line. The linebackers who have been atrocious, by the way, Nathan Gary is the starting linebacker. Want to know what QB's ratings is when they target him and what their numbers are? They are eight for eight for 150 plus yards, three touchdowns with a perfect quarterback rating whenever Nate Gary is targeted. 
So, and the Eagles play at San Francisco this week. If you have George Kittle or you want to bet on the game, bet George Kittle goes crazy because it's going to happen. The linebacker, if he plays, he's, he was a full going practice today. Oh, yeah, he's good then. Um, but the linebackers are terrible. The receivers are terrible. You, with the end of last year, the starting receivers going into the playoffs were Greg Ward, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Deontay Burnett, and some other guy. I don't remember his name. Want to know what the, the, the top three receivers are this year because of injuries again? Greg Ward, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and Deontay Burnett. Burnett, who was just signed off the practice squad, by the way. Uh, it's just, bro. Howie Roseman, please. If this season continues to be as horrible as it is, I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, needs to fire Howie Roseman, give Doug Peterson some more chances, let him hire some actual offensive coordinators to help with their passing game, get Mike DiFilippo back, get Carson Wentz playing like he was playing back in 2017 if he gets out of his own head. And until that happens, this team is done. I think we overestimated the window for this team to win. I think it's I, to win a Super Bowl with the core they have. I think it's closing. I do. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's not closed already. I will say this. You know, I'll give you guys this. You guys got a lot of offensive linemen missing. So I think, you know, people right. really well, underestimate how, how much offensive line really makes a difference. So right. know, I think this might be a better team but with, if those with, guys were playing. The core of this team is that's part of it. And Lane Johnson is 30. Brandon Brooks is 31, I believe. Jason Kelsey is 33. Jason Peters is 38. They knew that yeah. they they knew that they needed to win very, very, you know, over they only had two, three years, or maybe four years to win again after 2017. And they haven't taken advantage of it at all. And that, and I got it. You got to blame Howie Roseman for that, for not getting this team more talent and more explosiveness on the outside. You have to. I know. I know he drafted Jalen Rager, and I know he brought Deshaun Jackson back, but they're both hurt. So. And he brought in um, Goodwin. And yeah, he opted out. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, but. I don't want to go too long on the Eagles, but the, they're just a dumpster fire right now. You know, I don't even want – honestly, I don't even want to watch the game on, on Sunday night because they, they're going to be in prime time looking like a bunch of fools against the 49ers. Oh, I was just about to say, you know, with all that being said, if you guys can somehow pull out a win next week. Yeah. It, it could be right back in first place. but it could be. Yeah, but I don't see it happening. I didn't no, know you guys were playing. No. No, it's not happening, especially if, if Kittle's there. This defense is going to get torn to shreds unless they decide to put – Darius Slay on Kittle, who is, by the way, Darius Slay is the only bright spot I have for this team right now. I mean, they, all right, the defense got eight sacks against Joe Burrow in that horrible offensive line. That was a great job for them. But Darius Slay is the only player who is playing fantastically right now. He is shutting everybody down, doing exactly what he's getting paid to do and who we thought was the missing piece. But it turns out that's not that's the last thing we needed. Was to spend money at the quarterback spot if we can't have receivers get open and catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, last thing I just wanted to say about this game, uh, Joe Burrow was was very good again. Um, 34, 31 for 44, 312 and two touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, Joe Burrow is going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, at least I think so. Yeah. I, I knew I was going to go a little long on the Eagles, but damn. 
I'm just. Hey, hey, we're all here to to watch your misery. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm loving it. So I know hopefully, hopefully the people are too. I know, I know, but that's enough on them. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, moving on. The Bears traveled to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Atlanta blew another freaking lead again. Like, how many times is this going to happen with this core? I, I just, man, they were up twenty-six to ten. The Bears bench Trubisky, bring in Nikki Six, BDN. If you don't know the nickname, I'm not going to say it. But so it's a family show. Uh, Nick Foles came in, saved the day, threw three, threw three touchdowns in the second half, looked fantastic off the bench, as he always does off the bench. Cause don't you dare say anything. <laughs> you know don't what you, I'm going to say. Don't you, you know say it. I mean? Don't you it's, say it. He, every, he's going to make the Eagles look a little foolish. You know, I'm, they made the right decision at the time, but I, I still believe in Nick Foles, you know. And well, Matt Nagy said they're going to commit to him going forward. So. Oh, did he say that? Well, I, I don't think he said those words, but I know he said, you know, he's starting next week and, you know, he's the quarterback. Gotcha. One now, so. As he should be, because he's better, period. Yeah, Mr. Trubisky is awful. He's done. He's done. But, yeah, the uh, – He did have a 45-yard run, though. <laughs> he did. I, I did looking, see that. Look at his stats here. Like, what? <laughs> I remember watching that, too. It was just no, no Falcons anywhere near him. Uh, they were in man coverage. I guess they ran four verts or something, and everybody was downfield, and everybody, all the defenders had their backs turned. And, yeah. But, uh, anyway, the Falcons were three-point favorites. Um and they blew it. <laughs> we both, Chris and I both picked the Falcons to cover, and they blew it again. It's just I kind of feel for Falcons fans. Well, of course I do, uh, the loyal fans. But this team, Dan Quinn needs to go. Matt Ryan is – I mean, he's putting up numbers like he always does. But I don't know what, why their mindset changes so much when they have a big lead. Like, just keep scoring. Just, like, you can't hold a lead the way that y'all have tried, because it just doesn't work. Keep scoring the ball, period. I don't run the clock out. Don't do whatever you're trying to do. Just keep doing what you're doing to get the points and end the game. Just outscore them. That's like, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, I don't understand how Dan Quinn still has a job at this point. Um, you know, after the after two straight just terrible collapses, um, Man. you know, Falcon, Falcons ownership and, you know, the GM and everybody, they got a lot yeah. more patience than I would have. Yeah. I mean, they started off really, really bad last year. And then the players, they, they finished seven and nine, the players, you know, made a statement like, yo, we love our coach. We want our coach to stay. Well, y'all made the wrong choice. Y'all should have gave up. <laughs> Cause it's not working. It's not. Yeah. It's bad, man. They were up 26 to 10 going into the fourth yeah. and got outscored in the fourth quarter 20 to nothing like come on i mean come some on. of that it was the nick Foles magic don't get me wrong i know the but, the, the game-winning touchdown he hit was um oh my goodness just yeah just vintage was, 2017 super bowl throw it was great but yeah yeah and you know when nick Foles came in uh, i think this is gonna be a big boost for Allen robinson Oh my goodness! Uh, the, well, the whole offense, the whole offense. David Montgomery, yeah. David Montgomery is going to have more more room to run now, uh, and you know, Tariq Cohen is down, but 
Yeah, they lost him for the season. They, I think they have enough weapons. Uh, Anthony Miller is really good. Allen Robinson is really good, like you said. He's a really underrated receiver. He's one of the better route runners in the league. Uh, and Yeah, I feel bad for him. He had to play for, you know, Blake Bortles and yeah. Mr. Trubisky up to this point, and he's put up numbers, so yeah, he, might, he might be better than we think. Hopefully, yeah, for, for his sake, Nick Foles plays like the good Nick Foles, not the bad Nick Foles like we've seen, like we saw last year. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to add to this game? Um, Julio didn't play, so there's that for the Falcons. And I don't care. Calvin Ridley is is looking very good. Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver, hundred percent. He's capable of being that, hundred percent. Okay, not, he's okay. not there. He's not there. I was, number one. I was gonna say. He's I was not. Gonna say. He's not. Yeah, he's not the number one receiver for the Falcons, but he's Baby. capable of being a number one receiver. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were about to just disrespect my oh, man no, Julio no, like no, that. No, I was no, like, no. Hey, chill. I've heard on. people say that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, moving on from this game, the Jets traveled to Indianapolis to play the Colts. The Colts were 11-point favorites at home, and that we, you know, we were debating because of that how big of a line that was, whether to pick the Colts to cover. I picked them. Chris didn't. Chris is over here shaking his head. <laughs> if y'all can see the look on my face right now, it's just, just I'm just disgusted like yeah adam gase needs to go like i yeah. feel bad for any jets fans I, Jets I feel players bad. yeah um sam he's darnold messing up their money man like sam darnold is probably a good quarterback but he, yeah. he's playing for adam gase so he's he's messing up the bread um yeah I, even robbie anderson is looking good in carolina this year um and you know couldn't do anything with adam gase uh, it, it's, I I'm just so frustrated even talking about this team. Yeah, uh, Sam Darnold threw two pick sixes in this game. Yeah. Uh, it was just awful. It's just yeah, awful. Just feel for him. I don't, I don't really have much to say on this other than I miss Frank Reich. Come back to the Eagles, please. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, moving on from, from that monstrosity of a team in the New York Jets. Um, we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers traveling to, to Los Angeles to play the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. I'm going to bring up their stadium every time I bring it, every time I think about at Los Angeles, because that thing is just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, that might be but, one of the best things about the Chargers team right now. Yeah. The, the, the Chargers were six and a half point favorites at home against the, this kind of beat up Panthers team. But the, I, you know, I was – I don't, I don't want to say I'm, I was bullish on the Panthers, but I had good vibes with coming with the Panthers this week. I don't know what it was. Uh, but anyway, I picked the Panthers to, to cover – not to cover, but to, to – I forget the term for that. But I picked them at plus six and a half, uh, and I was right. Chris picked them. Yeah, at, they covered. Uh, Chris picked the Chargers at minus six and a half. Uh, so I was right, and uh, Mike Davis – did a pretty good job covering the backfield load for McCaffrey. Um, and yeah, he's getting a lot of receptions out of the backfield. He had eight for 45 and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, Mini McCaffrey, I guess. He's, he's a proven backup, a proven. He's, you know, he was on Seattle. He's on Chicago. Now he's here in uh, Carolina. And, um, yeah, uh, the, the Panthers, I mean, the Chargers struggled on offense. Teddy Bridgewater did his thing. 22 for 28, 235, and a touchdown. Uh, Typical Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's Boston. two gloves. Keenan Allen had a monster game. 
but they, you know, you can't throw the ball 49 times with the rookie quarterback making a second start. You need to run the ball more. I feel like a lot of that was, you know, they got down pretty, pretty, pretty uh, by a lot, pretty, pretty early in this game. Yeah, but if you're in the second quarter, you don't need to worry about time. You have plenty of time to to make a couple long drives. Oh, definitely. I mean, even so, in the third quarter, I feel like. Right, yeah. So, but is, I think I, unless you're down like three touchdowns in the fourth, in the third, then okay. But if you're down two yeah. scores in the third quarter, you can still run the ball and take an eight minute drive. That's fine. As long as you score and you're balanced on offense, that's the big thing. See, when teams aren't balanced, they're normally not going to do well unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or something. But uh, Yeah, they didn't do Herbert any favors in this game, dropping exactly. him back that many times. Exactly. But, um, you know, with that being said, I, I still thought, you know, he played decently, uh, 330 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, leaves a little bit more to be desired, but, hey – you know, he's a rookie. He also lost a fumble, but like I said, he's a rookie. Um, he's looking good, a lot better than I thought he would be. You know, Justin Herbert was the guy I was looking at in this draft saying, I think he's going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he's come out these first two weeks. He's made me look like a fool. So, hey. But, yeah, like I'm right there with you. They got to run the ball more. Um, they were getting 5.1 a carry, 23 carries for 117, and a touchdown from Austin Heckler. Like, uh, no, no reason they should be losing to the Carolina Panthers. That's just my opinion. I think they're a better team, and they didn't well, they, show up. They did lose Chris Harris to injury. He's out for the year, I believe. Him and Derwin James. I mean, Chris Harris is thirty years old, but he's still he's a really still good. good corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just their defense has been obliterated this year by injuries. But. Yeah, I, I also am not. I'm not a huge fan of Anthony Lynn. I, I think he's a good guy, but I, I don't think he's that great of a coach personally. Yeah, I don't know. You, because he was he was the head coach when they went to the conference championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to give context. Uh, context is all is everything for me. With how with for NFL teams, you know, rookie quarterback, injuries on defense. Um, kind of a new offense because of the new quarterback. They don't have Philip Rivers anymore, so it's it's an adjustment period for sure. So I'll give him till next year till I say he's not a good coach. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean he beat Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, who in his first season kind of has left a lot to be desired in that department. Yeah, but anyway, no, that's enough on them. Uh, the Tampa Bay traveled to Denver, the obliterated. Denver Broncos by injuries. Tampa Bay were six point favorites and they covered. Um, we both, Chris and I, both picked them. Um, yeah, and, I don't really. Oh, I was gonna say, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just we expected this to happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jeff Denver, Driscoll started. Yeah, that's all, that's all I gotta say. Tom Brady just did his thing. Mike Evans with the crazy stat line of two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But uh, yeah, Broncos are are uh, they're they're, they're going to be struggling as long as oh, everybody's hurt and injuries are a true factor in this league, and you hate to see it, but it's just the way the way it is. And until they get their their until they get healthy, it's, it's going to be a long season for them. And Tampa Bay just looks like a well, well-oiled machine as well. They look like a good team. Tom Brady knows what he's doing. They just look good. Not, not much else to say on that game. 
Yeah, this game didn't show me anything that I didn't already know. Right. Uh, moving on from this, the Lions, <laughs> the Lions traveled to Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals were six-point favorites, and we both picked the Cardinals because we thought they looked fantastic, and they did look fantastic for the first two games. But then here comes Detroit to throw a wrench in that, and Detroit won the game, so we, we were both wrong about that. Matt, Matt Stafford looks solid. You know, we, we did say in the preview show last week that he is capable of doing this. Um, and Jeff Okuda got his first touchdown, or, I mean, his first interception of his career, the number three pick, the corner out of Ohio State. He looks solid. Uh, Kyler Murray threw just had too many interceptions from Kyler. That, I mean, it's going to happen. It's his second year, but uh, just too many for my liking and for anybody's liking, really. Uh, he had three interceptions. DeAndre Hopkins, again, huge game. Ten catches, 137 yards. I mean, just Texans, what are you doing? Yeah, I love the way they're using DeAndre Hopkins, by the way. you know, They're, they're using him they're, how they should. Yeah, they're throwing him screens, short passes, deep passes. The, mm-hmm. He's getting it all all type of ways. He's mixing and, it up, yep. Yeah, I didn't see him when he was on the Texans. Uh, I'm sure they ran screens, okay, you know, from time to time, but I definitely didn't see them doing it as much as – he is in Arizona, and you know I just like to get the ball in the best player on the team's hands. So yeah, I'm loving what they're doing. Yeah, the the no, the Lions. This is their first game back with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay looks solid. Six catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. No, no big numbers there, but uh, just doing what Kenny Galladay does. And um, this offense could be a lot better with him back now. Or it will be. It should be. I mean, he's a really good receiver. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. On the Detroit Lions, every time I see that, every time I see his name on a different team, it's just weird. Uh, but Especially I mean, the Lions. I feel like he used to run all over he did. them. Yeah. Uh, 22 carries for 75 yards. I mean, nothing nothing really big there. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with Carrion Johnson, but he was the guy, and then he got hurt two years in a row, and now he's just barely in the offense at all. Um kind of feel for him because, you know, AP just came in right before week one and just took over. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused with what they're doing here. Um, they drafted Swift pretty early in the second round this year, and they're not using him as a running back at all. They're just mm-hmm. using him on passing downs. Yeah, he didn't have any rushes, but he had one catch. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't understand what they're doing with him. If You know, if that's how they were going to use him, I'm sure you could find – a receiving back later in the draft. So, yeah. Um, but the coach did say that, you know, AP is going to continue to lead the backfield. So there's that. Um, yeah. Uh, good for him. You know, I hope he gets a few more touchdowns and, you know, hopefully some more yards help him move up on those all time lists. Cause mm-hmm. he was literally one of my favorite players growing up. Oh, absolutely. He was, he was amazing to watch, especially when he was in his first you know five years in the league. Um, but yeah, he was the number one pick for fantasy like year every in, year out. Yeah, he like, was. He was great. Won me a couple titles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from this game, we'll talk about the last team in our division, the Dallas Cowboys, traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. And How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I was no, loving it. They played the Seahawks to a much better or much closer game than I thought. Uh, I mean, at first, Seattle was was pretty dominant. It took a it took a valiant comeback effort from Dallas. They tied the game at 31. Then Russell Wilson just became Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. I swear he's 
he's right up there with, with like the best one score game quarterbacks I've ever seen. Him and Tom Brady and Eli Manning when he was in his prime, he was great in close games too. I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, and Rodgers too. I mean Russell Wilson. He he's he is such a lead for MVP to start the year. I've never seen a guy had take this big a leap in the MVP race so early before. Like this is unbelievable what he's doing. He had five touchdowns again. Uh, Should have had six. Yeah, it was. He was just. He was just. They're letting Russ cook as finally they they should have finally. And DK Metcalf is Tyler Lockett. They're just. They're fantastic. This team is great. One thing I want to bring up is Jerry Jones said the other day on the radio. I don't know if you saw this, but he said that Dak Prescott doesn't come up in big time moments like guys like Russell Wilson or even Tony Romo. He brought up Tony Romo's name. Uh, he said this to his like to the radio station in Dallas, and he's going to let Dak Prescott go, and they're going to be terrible for a long time because of it. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, I will say, you know, I thought the difference in this game was the three turnovers by Dak Prescott, you know, two interceptions and a fumble. But, you know, with that being said, that's that's just ludicrous, man. We, we've seen Dak Prescott, you know, plenty of fourth-quarter comebacks, game-winning drives. Heck, he did it last week against against Atlanta. So, I, that, that that's just crazy. Jerry Jones talking, talking that stuff again, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, for an owner, you know, it's just my opinion. Uh, he talks he talks way too much to the media, but well, he is the GM too, so there's yeah. that. That's probably why they the media wants to talk to him so much. Yeah, you know, I can't knock it. You know, if I follow the team, I'd probably do the same thing. You know, I <laughs> I say all this now, but you know, I'd be right in the media, <laughs> calling out players. I don't care. This is my team, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. Um, the only thing I did want to bring up from this game, other than that, was. Um, Russell Wilson, like I said, he should have had six touchdown. Uh, I don't know if you know everybody out there saw it. I'm sure you did. DK Metcalf completely burnt Trayvon Diggs. You know, yeah. shout out to Trayvon Diggs, a hometown product, but completely burnt him. Uh, it would have been sixty plus yard touchdown. He, he could have easily walked. Like he was well, he thought he could easily he was walk walking into in. The end. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he let his guard down. And you know, kudos to Trayvon Diggs. Keep keeping, um, you know, staying in the play, not giving up on it. Uh, he ran him down, punched the ball out at like yeah. the one or two yard line, and went yeah. out the back of the end zone. So yeah, Russell Wilson should have even had another touchdown. And yeah, he's he's the MVP through three weeks, like you said. No debate. No debate there. Dallas is one and two. Washington football team one and two. The Eagles are zero two and one. Giants are 0 and 3, and the Washington football team are in first place of the NFC East at 1 and 2. 1 and 0 in the division. <laughs> and the NFC East has a combined record of 0 2, or of, I'm sorry, of 2, 9, and 1. And they are by far, I didn't think, I said this before, I didn't think the NFC East could get any worse than they were last year. They are so much worse than they are last year than they were last year. It's unbelievable. It really is. You know, with that being said, I actually do think the Cowboys are probably going to end up running away with this division. Uh, as sad as that You is. would hope so for Cowboys fans. You would hope. Yeah, they might run away with it at like 9-7, I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing, you Even 8-8 eight eight might be 
they're, you know, they might win the division by two or three games. Yeah. They're winning. They're, they're playing so, so much better than the Eagles who are, you know, their closest competition on paper anyway. Uh, and yeah, unless Doug Peterson can figure it out, then the Cowboys are going to easily win the division at eight and eight or nine and seven, like you said, because I don't, I don't see the hey, Eagles. Seven getting, and nine might get it done. <laughs> but the way the Eagles are playing, I don't see them winning, beating anybody other than the teams in their division. Hey, that's that's what got them there last year, though. So, not necessarily, but yes. But I mean, they won a they won a few other games. But they, yeah, five out of their nine wins were against the division. Yeah, <laughs> and the last four down the stretch. Yeah. So, but anyway, moving on. Uh, the Packers on the last two games here. The Packers traveled to New Orleans, played the Saints. Aaron Rodgers is that dude again. I'm I'm gonna say it. He is that guy again. He's fantastic. He's playing lights out. They didn't have Devontae Adams, and their offense looked great. Aaron Jones still looked good again. Alvin Kamara, though, on the Saints, he had a 48-point game for fantasy football. He was he was crazy last week. It wasn't enough, though. The Packers um, the Packers won. The Saints were three-point favorites. We we both picked the Packers to, to win that game, and so we picked them at plus three. So, um yeah, the Packers are, are looking really good. The Saints are one and two. Is it is it panic time for the Saints yet, or is it too early for that? Uh, I think it's a little too early. Um, you know, the the Raiders game is definitely alarming. This one's not so much, you know, because I think the Packers are actually a really good football team. But, you know, with that being said, Michael Thomas has been out these last two games. I think that's yeah. really hurt them. Um, but, yeah, like, like you said, I'm not too concerned because – you know, once they get Michael Thomas back, I think he'll be all right. And like you said, Alvin Kamara is, is just very good. You know, I think last year, you know, the high ankle sprain really, really hampered him, which is what Michael Thomas has. So that, that actually could hamper him a lot. I didn't really think too hard about that. But it, de- it definitely affects your ability to cut and change direction. So Alvin yeah. Kamara was amazing. Um, if you saw his screen pass that he took like 50-plus yards – uh, he was just bouncing off tacklers, just making guys look silly. Um, he was jogging there at one point, running behind his lineman, setting up blocks. Yeah, he. I seen a stat uh, today. One of my one of my good friends sent it to me. I said, in PPR, if you only took Alvin Kamara's receiving stats and you know didn't account for his rushing, he would be the number four wide receiver. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That's just – there's that. And then, yeah, so, like I said, I'm not panicking on the Saints. Um, you know, I, I want to see what happens. They did beat the Bucks week one, which I thought was a good win. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah. the one thing I'm worried about for the Saints is they don't throw the ball down the field anymore. Like, really at all. all almost all of their passes are exclusively within five to ten yards. And we've seen that with the Eagles, and that doesn't work after a while. And if they don't fix that, which I, I think it'll get fixed as Michael Thomas gets back, like you said, um, but – and Emmanuel Sanders is there. So I think it could still get fixed. But the amount of times that Drew Brees dumped it off to Kamara – I mean, Kamara had 13 receptions. And a lot of times those were checkdowns. And, I mean, he's a hell of a guy to check it down to, obviously. But, uh, yeah, if they don't start doing – if they don't start passing the ball down the field, I'm a little concerned for this offense. I am. Yeah, um, like you said, I think I think that'll work itself out. I still think Drew Brees. I hope for them. Yeah, has, I still think he got it. You know, he's 
he's I think you know without without Michael Thomas, he's just concerned, at least in my opinion, about turning the football over. He doesn't you know, he doesn't want to make it any easier for the other team, which, you know, he's doing that. He's at least not turning it over. So there's that. And I think, you know, he was twenty nine for thirty six. So you know, if that goes, if his completion percent goes down a little bit, and he tries to push it down the field a little bit more, I think it, you know, it'll be good. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Um, Packers are great; they're going to win the division easily. They're just—I mean, I know the Bears are three and zero right now, but they are—they're—they—they are imposters in, in, as three and zero, I think. So, uh, moving yeah, on. Lucky three and zero, and yeah, just on the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not going to say he's back because personally I never thought he went anywhere. You know, he, did, he didn't put up the stats last year, but mainly a lot of that was just because Aaron Jones was taking a lot of the touchdowns, in my opinion. So, you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is still, still the that bad dude. man, as yeah. Stephen A. Smith would say. Yeah, he's still that dude for sure. So, yeah. Last game we, we need to talk about uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs Monday Night Football great game or a great matchup. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Baltimore, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Great matchup. Everyone wanted to see it. Uh, the Ravens were three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I picked the Ravens to cover there. I was wrong. The Chiefs are unstoppable right now. Chris picked the Chiefs at plus three-and-a-half. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes, is he's only not the MVP for me because of just Russell Wilson is on another planet right now but this offense is just unbelievable man uh, Mahomes three, 31 for 42 385 and four touchdowns now Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't do much on the ground that's probably because of this Ravens defense is really good and Mahomes had a rushing touchdown as well yeah oh yeah so he had five he, what well, he had five total touchdowns um just, um, just fantastic Miko Hardman had a bomb was at the third quarter I believe uh, I don't remember what the score was at the time, but it just, I think it was second. Okay, it extended their lead. The the Chiefs just came out on all firing on all cylinders. They were up twenty seven to ten at halftime. The Ravens tried to make a little comeback, but it just didn't work. They were you know they ended up losing thirty four to twenty. Yeah, uh, they cut it to seven. Um, you know they yeah. fought back valiantly, I will say, but you're you're not going to come back against this team. No, it's just not, not going to happen. No. Especially from that much down, you know, it might be able to come back from a touchdown or something, but yeah, maybe, yeah, you know, probably not either. Yeah, shout out to Andy Reid for the play design on left tackle Eric Fisher's uh, touchdown, touchdown reception. They and if you didn't see it, they overloaded the right side. They had very sneaky. They had they had four offensive linemen on the right side who were ineligible receivers. Eric Fisher said to the said to the ref, "Hey, I'm an eligible receiver here." So they had Eric Fisher in his normal spot on the left, right next to the guard on the left side. Then they had the guard to center like normal, so it looked like a normal offensive line. They overloaded the right side with offensive linemen and tight ends and everybody else. So the Ravens defense didn't even account for Eric Fisher as an as an eligible lineman and snapped the ball. It looked like a run play, and then he slipped off his block. He was wide open in the end zone. Beautiful design, just. Yeah, it was just Andy Reid just doing what he does best and being creative on offense. And until it's until somebody stops them, it's going to be hard to pick against them. It really is. Huh? Like Chris said before, they might go sixteen and zero, 
And it's, it's really hard to see anybody beating them at this point if the Ravens just got beat by 14. Yeah, newsflash, you know, um, if you're looking for ways to fast forward a little bit through the podcast, um, whenever we're picking the Chiefs game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs every single week, no matter what, as long as Pat Mahomes is playing. Or Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry. Uh, um, there was, was a report out that, you know, he – he goes by Patrick, not Pat. So well, his his mom his mom tweeted during the game that saying if these announcers call my son Pat one more time, you know, yeah, yeah, so say, say his full name, put yeah. some respect on it. But yeah, um, Lamar Jackson was was awful in this game. I thought um, from a passing standpoint, he ended the game fifteen for twenty nine with ninety seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, he did he did rush for eighty three as we've come to expect, but he's, he's got to be better. Um, uh, I don't think he was reading the defense very well. I thought Chiefs just came in with a masterful game plan and they executed to perfection, especially in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to have to play better when they go up against the Chiefs. You know, last year when they played in the regular season, they lost too, but Lamar Jackson played a lot better. So We'll have to see. Um, Lamar Jackson 0-3 against this team and 21-1 and against the rest of the NFL since he in the regular season, at least, since he's been the starter. So, hey, this might, this might be that team that they just can't beat. You know, Pat Mahomes was just – Patrick Mahomes was just out there having fun on these boys. It was, it, it was fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it was. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get out of here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just update the standings. Um, you know, this week, Alex was eight and seven. I was nine and six. Catching you. Yeah. That was, hey, I'll take a game this week, which puts our our yearly records at 16 and 15 for me and 14 and 17 for Alex. So, you know, two game lead. After, after, well, we've only done two weeks. You know, we Blame didn't get the Falcons for week that. one pick in there. Twice. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going good, I think. So we'll keep those we'll keep updating you on those standings. You know, it's just something something fun for you. us here. I will catch you. I will I will surpass you, I promise. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we should we should make a little a little challenge or something. Loser gotta do something, but you know, we'll come up with something. I'll, th- I'll think of something before yeah. before we before next episode. <laughs> All right. Uh with that said, everybody, we thank you for your support we got here. This is a little longer episode, but I had to get that Eagles rant in there. I had to. Uh, yeah, if if you listen, if you're still listening to this point, you're, you're a amazing. trooper. You're amazing. We thank you. Um, we love you guys. Yes, we do. Go follow the Instagram, Average Sports Nerds. We're posting there more and more often, like I said. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Have a good one. And keep nerding it up.